If you're a small business owner, it's so exciting to finally launch that website and see people start coming to make visits. And if you're a marketer just starting off, it's also equally exciting to start working for a client and finding ways to help them improve traffic to their website. But we live in an age of data mining and trend analysis, and marketers and small business owners, they have to know what to look for when measuring meaningful website growth. Not all statistics are created equal. We'll break down which website stats you should actually pay attention to when growing your business right here on Inbound Academy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Inbound Academy, brought to you by Risen Inbound. I'm your host, Jeff Lambert. This episode is all about analytics. In this age of data, it can be confusing to know which statistics to pay attention to and what they're really telling you. While you can pull data for any facet of your business, from social media to converted sales, we're going to focus specifically on stats from your website and what you should be paying attention to to see how successful your site is actually doing. So to talk about this topic, I've invited Will Avila back into the studio For those of you new to the podcast, he is the COO at Risen, and he has been using data to drive smart marketing decisions for over a decade. Will, thanks for coming to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jeff. So before we get started, Will, you know, especially for people who may have not turned into the podcast before, what's your experience in building websites? Uh, How many have you made? You know, how, how deep into this have you gone? Okay, good question. So... You know, I haven't per se built any, in, in, uh, at least coding wise. Um, you know, I, I realized very early on that I did not want to code. Um, I, I did take classes for it and, I, and I, I have worked with developers over many years, but I've probably overseen with everybody from the writers to designers to the programmers, whether it's programming it in uh, websites on WordPress, HubSpot, Drupal. Joomla, Magento, uh, I'd say over 70 websites that I've been directly involved from start to finish, um, <clears throat> working on wireframes and uh, logic, etc. So this is a topic you are really intimately familiar with, you could say, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm coming at this from an amateur's perspective. I've built some websites for different companies that have started. And, you know, when I jump into the metrics on the site, especially at looking at it from a non-marketing background, the first thing you look at is page views. And that's really all you pay attention to. But that can be misleading and there's so much more to the story. And that's why I wanted to have you on to talk about this a little bit more. So you know, going on this topic, I think one place a lot of people get stuck on when they're looking at their business's website, they get stuck on these things called vanity metrics. And I just wanted to find that term. What is a vanity metric? Sure, you know a, a vanity metrics is uh, is something that uh, it looks great on paper uh, or poor, uh, depending on the results. But it doesn't necessarily play a significant role in the big picture. And you know, an example would be like Facebook followers. I have a thousand Facebook followers. You know, it, that that number is not really actionable. You know, how many people have visited your site, downloaded a piece of content, and talked to your sales team? That's what really matters. You know, and and understanding the vanity metrics 
and the role they play. Not that a thousand Facebook followers is not a good thing, um, because you know an engaged audience is great. You know, but uh, what is that thousand people doing for you? You know, and not getting off topic either. But if you're just looking at friends on Facebook, or if you're just looking at views on a page, those are things that you can even purchase nowadays, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There's there's whole uh, industries. Uh, built around circumventing Google, Facebook, Twitter, um, there's bots, et cetera. So having a lot of people that are that are not really interested in your product or brand or service um, isn't really doing anything for you, aside from giving you a cool, you know, 1,000 followers or, or you know, 15,000 Twitter followers, something, something to brag about, uh, but that's not going to m- impact anything down the road. Sure, that makes sense. And Google has to get smarter as each year goes on to kind of beat these cheats to the system. So let's talk about that. What are some things that, you know, small business owners or marketers that are just starting off with clients outside of just page views? What are some important metrics that really we should pay attention to? Why don't we start off with uh, with one you think is just really important to look at? Sure. You know, and before I go into that, I, it's funny that you say uh, how, you know, people are trying to game the system. And, you know, I always, I, I, I always tell people, you know, we're, don't try to outsmart, you know, the thousands of engineers, our, our brightest engineers in, in, in the world that work at Google. Uh, you're probably, if, if you get a, a short victory, rest assured, it's, it's not going to uh, pay off long-term for you. Um, so that's kind of my thought process on that. <clears throat> and, you know, going back to, to the question, you know, I'd say, Probably the, the one of the important metrics to look at is and it's obvious is website traffic, right? Um, you know, and it's important to break down this down not not just to say oh total traffic a thousand people. You know, you you really want to understand the traffic by source. Okay, so yeah, can can we talk about some of those specific sources? Absolutely. So we have organic. So these are people who went to your website as a result of their own research right? Usually from search engines. So if I'm looking for a plumber in Miami uh, and I get, I'm, I'm going to get results, paid results and uh, probably uh, Google local results, uh, ABCD, uh, and then you're going to get the organic results, right? So the organic and it's is going to fall in within the Google places and the um, the for and, and the actual part below it that has no addresses. So there's like a blend, and you can there's actually a way to differentiate with between that traffic. Uh, but for now, I, I uh, for the scope of this conversation, I don't think it's important to get into that. Um, so there's organic traffic, and and you know keep in mind that organic traffic is 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 uh, can be skewed um, with direct, which is the next one. Because direct traffic is people who actually type in your website. So if I tell you, hey, this company, www.alcoimpact.com, installs excellent impact windows, and then you go ahead in your browser and you type in www.alcoimpact.com, that is considered direct traffic. And, and that's being tracked when somebody types in directly. Versus somebody who I gave that information to goes on Google and searches on the Google search bar, alcohol impact. And the first organic result is going to be alcohol impact most probably. So there's, there's usually some kind of blend there where the brand name kind of gets involved with the organic traffic, but that's just data that uh, is going to overlap. And there's nothing really to, to do about that <clears throat> for the most part. 
Ah, I see. Okay. So that makes sense. The difference, and, and this may be a little bit off topic, but maybe you tell me the website, alcoimpact.com, and I type in impactalco.com. That's going to take me to a search engine, right? But that still counts as organic traffic. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, if you if you type um, impact alco and the first result is alcoimpact.com and you click on it, it's, it's going to count as organic. Right. Only okay. if you type in www.alcoimpact.com will it count as direct. And your, your, your website hosting is tracking this information, which pushes it over okay. to your uh, other softwares, your, your, your analytics softwares. So direct would probably be the easiest one to manipulate if I was trying to game the system. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah. You can inflate your, your direct traffic if you type in a ton. Um, I mean, it's, it's a not... I mean, it's not something that if you did it over and over and over, um, there's, you know, there's like rules with, with, even within Google analytics, there's session information and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you, you can theoretically, if you really wanted to, uh, inflate, um, direct and organic for that matter. Okay. So, which is why we're looking at a lot of different metrics within website traffic. So we have organic, we have direct, what are some other, I guess, sub data points we should be looking at? Sure. There's referral traffic. So that's traffic that came from another website via a link. For example, common referral traffic is Yelp, Better Business Bureau. Um, you have, um, it could be Avo, like an attorney referral site. So let, let's go use the attorney uh, example. So uh, Avo.com is, is a they're a business and and they have a, a section where where you can leave uh, reviews on lawyers, and you know they can they can from Avo click on the link of the website. So let's just say uh, the attorney's name is Addy, right? Addy Bankruptcy Law Firm. <clears throat> so they go from Av- they go they're on Avo. They see Addy has a lot of great reviews. They click the website link in the app on the Avo page. And it takes them to addybankruptcy.com website. That's considered referral traffic. So you can see that information uh, with with the different analytics uh, tools in that, and that's a common uh, uh, element that you can see. So it's good to know because it'll help you understand. Like, oh wow, Yelp really drives me a lot of business. So I need to make sure I maintain my Yelp reputation, right? Or oh, my Avo uh, website, uh, my Avo profile. Is, 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 is very important. People are leaving me reviews. I need to make sure I maintain that. Sure, sure. So those third-party sites, they really play an impact on your website traffic, as we can see. Yes, absolutely. Now, what about, what about social media, Will? How does that play into this? Yeah, so you, know, there's, there, you can track paid social and regular social. So social media is Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Reddit, uh, all the you know and 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 anything that falls in their social there's more obscure sites uh, <clears throat> but that's metrics that you want to view separately uh, because let's say that you know Facebook is driving you a lot of leads and and so then it's that 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 it's an indicator for you to make sure you maintain your Facebook page or Instagram for that matter um, so referral traffic uh, and and social um, are are there's they're similar but but in the difference is that the so, they're more like social media tools and then I, I mentioned paid so there's facebook paid uh there's google paid there's linkedin paid there's twitter paid so the, uh, those sites and you know uh these these companies make their most of their revenue through 
advertising and, and we pay that advertising, right? Um, <clears throat> that is uh, something that is being promoted, a um, piece of content or whatever it is. So that's the other traffic that you will see um, <clears throat> that is important. You know, you really want to separate your traffic by source. Like I just went over all these different sources to identify the opportunities um, and to, to see what's working and what's not. Okay. So website traffic is definitely more uh, complicated than it first looks. It's more than just the amount of page views. It's important to drill down and see where those views are coming from. So my question would be, I guess on the next front, Will, how can I analyze that traffic? Where do I go to see the breakdown of where all of my views are coming from? Sure. Um, you know, every website should have installed the free tool, Google Analytics, right? Um, it's a free tool um, and it has the capability to view your data. Uh, there's tools that make uh, the actual analysis of data easier and, and, and prettier. Uh, like, for example, HubSpot, you have Marketo, you have other marketing automation platforms. There's even competitors to Google Analytics out there. Uh, but you would use these these tools to get the best insight. Okay, that makes sense. And I know this could be a completely other podcast for us to cover, but I guess maybe in a nutshell, one piece of advice you could give listeners, is there anything I can do to make my website traffic grow in a meaningful way? Yeah, um, you know, you want to, every business is different. Um, and, you know, you want to get traffic that is turning into leads, which will eventually turn into a customer. So, you know, you're going to optimize by, by, for like I said before, if if you are a contractor, then Yelp is going to be a good place to optimize uh, for you to get more traffic, right? Um, you know, you have to determine where you'll market yourself as a business. If if you you know if you need to be on a uh, you know an industry website, um, for example, uh, a fashion website. If you sell. Uh, fashion clothing, that's another thing that you want to optimize yourself for externally, right? Um, and then you want to obviously work on the content that you create for your blog and your site. Got it. So it's really about going where the people are. You have to find your audience. Right. Going where you like you said, going where your target audience is at and giving them the information they need so that they become traffic. Got it. That makes sense. Okay. So we've talked about website traffic being an important metric to look at, but not just the broad stroke website traffic, the kind of drilling down and looking at the subtopics within that. What is another um, metric we should be looking at in terms of website stats? Sure. Um, you know, I don't want to say this is a metric that you look at every week, but you do want to look at your site load speed, um, especially as you're updating your site and you're, you're, you're improving it. Right. And, and you should be improving it on a continual basis, not only <clears throat> when you redesign it. Uh, so we've all seen and those sites that take too long and then we just give up. Right. And we, we, we don't want to wait that long. Um, and according to Kissmetrics, 40 percent of people abandon a website that takes more than three seconds to load. I, I can see that to be true. There have been times that I've logged onto a site and you know, I can think a lot of times the issue usually that I've found are online vendors or even news sites where there's just so many ads bogging it down. And I agree, probably three to five seconds in, if that thing's not loading, I'm moving on to another web page. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's a good load time that we should be shooting for as a website? You know, Google says three seconds, but, you know, I, I, 
I, uh, you know, the faster, the better, but there are going to be different scenarios because you may have a, for example, a website that serves news, um, and, and they get paid, uh, via content, by advertisement, right. And they're going to have video pop-ups and all, all kinds of crazy things, you know, um, um, slowing the site down in that case, it won't be longer than, uh, faster than three seconds. Uh, you know, after 10 seconds is where studies show people move on to other sites, so unless you have some really important or engaging content that you know they're going to wait for, um, you, you want to make sure that you, you, you are looking at your uh, site load speed uh, on, a, on a, some kind of cadence, whether it's monthly or quarterly. Um, and just keep in mind also <clears throat> that with regards to load time, you, know, you, you want to think about this in terms of, of you know, what you're, 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 you know, you're putting on the site. Right. Um, like, for example, uh, pictures and, and other stuff like that that we can go in, into now. Sure. Yeah. Why don't we jump into talking about ways to optimize your site so your page load speed is more uh, more quick, you know, a little speedier than it once was before. Are there simple ways that you can fix that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, there, there are I'm, I'm going to mention probably the three main things, but there are tools out there uh, like Google page speed insights. And there's other tools out there that will give you uh, an idea of, of how your website is loading uh, in Miami, New York, California, and then in Europe, et cetera. And they'll give you like an average, they'll test it uh, across many different uh, servers throughout the world. Um, And, you know, and I, I think it's important to differentiate. It's not really site. It's more like it's more page load speed, right? Every page is, is going to load different because every page is different. So uh, I would say to optimize, usually the biggest culprit is image sizes on pages. Uh, you know, even though, you, you know, you may want to have that really high resolution, big picture, but yeah, sometimes we, uh, we have to uh, sacrifice and, and make sure that those image sizes are, are, are reasonable. Um, the other thing is, and this is tech talk here, uh, you want to minify your CSS and JavaScript files, you know, and when you load the, these, these analysis, analysis tools out there, like Google page speed insights, um, it'll tell you a lot of this information. And that's something that your developer can do for you, or you're a developer, you know what I'm talking about, right? Got it. Um, and then I'd say the last thing which happens is a website cache. So basically, you know, you have uh, a site that's being updated. You have the homepage is going through revision two, revision three, revision four. You know, you, I mean, if you're doing things the right way, you're, you're always testing out your, your, your important pages and trying to improve them. So as you create these iterations, um, it causes issues, uh, these improvement iterations, it causes issue on the website that will, uh, require you to to uh clear the website cache kind of like flushing the memory or, or clearing the, the 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 trash bin if you have a mac right so those are the i'd say the three main things that you want to optimize for sure okay and and you know some of those can be done quickly some of them like you said you'll need to possibly rely on your support staff to help you finish but uh those are direct ways to do it so all good information so we've talked about website tools we've talked about site load speed What's another metric that we should pay attention to when we're looking at overall website performance? Sure. You know, um, I think the next one we can talk about is bounce rate. And bounce rate is the percentage of site visitors leaving your website right after they arrive. Um, you know, this should, obviously, this should obviously be as low as possible. Um, you know, and, and 
let's talk about bounce rate, right? Because this is a this is a, a topic that you know it, it, we can get in depth here. Will, before we jump into this a little bit more, you know, especially for someone that's never looked at this metric, um, just to provide an example, let's say that I'm in WordPress and I notice that a blog post has a bounce rate of seventy six percent. What does that mean? Sure. So you know, let's talk and let, let's talk about the that blog post, right? So let's let me uh, let me just create a hypothetical uh, blog post here, and let's say that I want to know under. Uh, I want everything there is to know about impact windows, right? And that blog post is everything there is to know means everything there is to know. So impact windows have colors, pressures, sizes, finishes. Um, it has, uh, I'm trying to think what else. So, it, it, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. You want to make sure that your content is comprehensive. So if somebody is typing in and, and, and searching something within that blog post, everything there is to know about impact windows, you need to make sure you cover everything. Um, because what ends up happening is, and, and this, ha- this happens to you, happens to me, um, whenever we're researching something, we're usually looking at two, three, four, five uh, different sites, right? So you want to make sure you have all the information in that blog post. So whatever it is that you're covering, make sure whatever blog post it is, uh, does it, does it pass the muster? Is it really something that, that covers everything? Is it really comprehensive? Do you have, for example, videos to, 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 to augment what you're, uh, what you're explaining perhaps or infographics, right? Um, you know, that's something that you want to think about uh, and you know, 76%, you may have, you may have a blog post that is, is performing, uh, that, that, that specific 76% blog post may be driving five leads a month, right? And drives two customers consistently over and over. So um, do we want to work on improving it? Sure, we, we can, but that, but 76% versus, uh, you know, 100% would be the worst, obviously. There, there's, uh, you know, we have to look at it from the bigger picture. Um, you know, you, you could go from 90% to 76% and 70%, 76% would be great right? Um, so just think about it, balance rate as in terms of the bigger picture. Got it. Now, going back to the example you just gave, I mean, if I have, if I have a web page that is a balance rate of 100%, that means people are literally spending one second on the page and then going somewhere else, right? Right. And that's not common, 100% bounce rate. Um, so, so the goal is to, like you said, it's a mix. And I think we'll, we'll talk about this more in a second. But if you have a higher bounce rate, that's at least something you should dig a little bit more deeply into in terms of seeing why people are going away from that page so quickly? Yeah. I mean, you want, you want to look at, um, um, you want to look at, at the goal of your page, right? So if, if you have a, a landing page that you're using for Google AdWords, you know, you, you're, uh, you know, you, you probably don't want them navigating anywhere. So it is going to have that high bounce rate. It might have that 100% bounce rate, but you, but it, that's okay. Right. Um, you didn't want them to go anywhere. Um, so, for that page, I wouldn't be worried. Maybe you want to get it lower. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe maybe you want to look at another page, like your homepage. They're going to go to the homepage, then they're going to go to your uh, uh, case studies page, then they're going to go to your contact us page, then they're going to go to your pricing page. Those those are going to have uh, lower bounce rates, and, and those you want to optimize optimize as part of your funnel. But like I said, you know, um, you know this, and this is why I said this is something that we can go in, into deeply. But you know. 
think about what your goal is for that page and optimize for that uh, goal based on whether it's Google AdWords traffic, whether it's your homepage, whether it's a blog post, et cetera. Sure. Some, some pages do not need people staying on them for a long time in order to be effective. Correct. Yes. Got it. Okay. So why don't we talk a little bit about ways to analyze that? How do I find the bounce rate for all of the pages on my website? You know, Google Analytics has that information. All, all, you know, HubSpot, all the, all the softwares have this data. You know, I, I, you know, the cadence of when to check this obviously would be, you know, the, uh, as, as you make changes, uh, or you do A/B tests or multivariate tests on your pages, that would be a good time to to, to look at that data uh, after an experiment. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the the ways to do it are those. Uh, it's pretty common. Okay, so Google Analytics. It sounds more and more like that silver bullet. You know, just a way to get the best uh, statistics to find out what's going on with your site. Um, Will, do you have any suggestions on how you can, you know, to your point where it's needed, improve? bounce rate on your pages some quick tips are like look through the first few paragraphs of each blog post are they engaging right um audit your content regularly to make sure it's engaging so you want to review it because for all you know a competitor may have put out a great piece of content that's much better than yours it has more videos more infographics more data uh, white paper um Check the blog posts and see if the content actually answers the audience questions. Is it of value? I mean, it's, it's you know, if, if would you, uh, you know, I always say, uh, hmm, you know, would you, would you write it like if it was for, you know, your, your wife or your mom, right? Or is it like, is the quality up there or you just did it, you know, you, you, you have to get a piece of content up. You know, that's, that's the difference between quality and content that's not going to do anything for you that you want to optimize for. Sure. And that's becoming more and more important in search results and how Google determines uh, what's important and what's not, you know, if something's of value or not to the reader. So to your point, absolutely. So we talked about website traffic and all of the submetrics to look at there. We talked about page load speed and we just talked about bounce rate. Do you have any other stats that you would recommend that uh, business owners or marketers look at that really matter? Yeah, I, I would say visitor to contact rate is another one that's very important. Um, so, you know, this is, uh, <clears throat> this is, uh, something that I would look at uh, weekly and monthly at, at minimum monthly. Uh, and this is, for example, you got 20 leads out of a hundred website visitors, right? So that's 20%. <clears throat> and that's something that you want to understand how much of your leads are coming as a result of your traffic and then break it down further uh, out of those hundred visitors. Uh, maybe the ones that drove all of those leads, those 20 leads was Facebook, for example, right. Or Facebook paid, for example, or Google AdWords. So you really want to understand the percentages uh, of, of visitor to leads or contacts so that you can know where to optimize and what's working and what's not. So it's really looking at when does, when does someone stop being just a visitor to my page and someone who's actually interacting with my content or wanting to learn more about a product or service? Well, uh, 
I would say a lead is somebody that gave you their information already, right? So they put their first name, last name, email, or they called your number and you were able to log in in the system as a lead. So um, if you got 100 visitors and you get 20 leads, you know who exactly, I mean, you may not have all their data, but you have some data from these people. Got it. Okay. Um, are there any ways that you recommend being able to come up with this number to be able to, to um, you know, uh, produce this rate that you're referring to? Yeah, you divide the contacts uh, or leads by the traffic, and then you can do that by le- you could do that by by lead source. So you divide the organic traffic by the number of leads or contacts that you got. Got it. That's easy enough as a formula to remember. Okay. So what are some ways that you can optimize your site to improve this metric? I would say adding live chat is one way that you can instantly uh, increase your leads in some cases uh, because some people, you know, will give you, you know, maybe want a little bit more information and you you can engage them uh, through a live chat, right? Um, You know, you can try different call to actions and offers like 10% off, book me now, free demo, subscribe to our webinar. You know, you want to offer more value. Uh, like a white paper or an ebook. So that's what I would do to optimize to improve the traffic to contact lead ratio. Okay, well, so let's move to, let's go with one final uh, metric that you think is important for individuals to look at when judging the performance of their site. I would say the contact to customer rate. And this is same example as above. So you got 20 leads and you closed five of them. That's a 25% contact to customer rate. So uh, you're, you're, you're moving and your website is, is, a, is it's, it's, these people are moving through a funnel. 100 visitors drove you 20 leads of which five of, 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 of which you closed. And you want to understand of those five that you closed were what, what was the medium? Was it more organic? Was it Facebook? Was it Google AdWords? Um, because the, you know, you can get a lot of leads, but you know, the revenue is, is ultimately, uh, every business's goal. That makes sense. Well, so, you know, just to recap there, we're talking about visitor to contact ratios and then those contacts, contacts to customers is what you're saying. So moving them all the way through the funnel is the goal here. Right. Contacts or leads? Right. Contacts or leads? Contacts or leads? Vice versa. So, you know, and you bring up a good point. It's easy to look and see, you know, and say, well, I'm getting 5,000 website visits a month. That's great. But if none of those visitors are turning into, like you said, people that are giving uh, personal information because they want to learn more about your product, or if they're not purchasing anything from you, then there's really no movement in terms of success for your product or your service. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That makes sense. So why don't we talk about ways to optimize the contact to customer rate? How can I make that happen? Okay. So, you know, now you're talking about moving, you know, a lead into giving you business, right? So, and and not going into the things like, uh, you know, is your product price right? Is, is, you know, how do you look versus your competitors? What's your pricing? Uh, What's, what's your, what's, what are your reviews? Um, Assuming all that is, is, is you have that in order, I would say use automations. For example, if they visited a price page and they don't convert, you know, and they don't fill out after one day, uh, you can send them an email for a discount, for example. 
uh, that would be something you can do. You know, you you would want to test out different things, doing things like conversion rate optimization, and and that's a whole other podcast. But um, you know, testing out to to see how you move contacts to or contacts slash leads to customers. You know, and you test out different messaging. Um, call to actions again, use automations during different stages, um, you know, offering value once again. Um, that's th- those are things you could do to optimize, but definitely something that is, is uh, more on the conversion rate optimization field. Sure. And, and like you were saying, a lot of websites, I shouldn't even say websites, a lot of services, CRMs that you pay for offer some of these automation services you're referring to, correct? Yes. Um, you know, Mark, there's like we use HubSpot, uh, there's Marketo, Pardo, et cetera. There's Infusionsoft. So those all off, offer those automations or, or workflows. Got it. And, and just to give an example, you mentioned a couple of them, but you know, I think of one that's happened to me recently. If I'm on a site and I put something in my shopping cart and I abandon the page for whatever reason, if I get a follow up email saying, continue shopping, you know, you left these in your cart. That would be an example of an automation, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. So recapping, well, we talked about five metrics that um, are important for websites uh, to measure in terms of performance. So we talked about uh, traffic, website traffic. We talked about page load speed. We talked about bounce rate. We talked about the uh, visitor to contact ratio. And then we talked about the uh, contact or lead to customer ratio. So those are the five areas that really marketers and SMBs should pay attention to when their websites are uh, getting analyzed and evaluated. So for our marketers and for our independent business owners, our small business owners, here are five ways that you can start getting more value from looking at the stats on your website and uh, you know frequencies that you can also use to really check in on this to make sure that you're looking at it on a, an important uh you know, a uh, rolling basis. So, Will, thank you for providing these tips to our listeners and hopefully we'll have you back on the show again soon. Thank you for having me, Jeff. And with that, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us for another episode today. Remember, you can expect a new episode every week, always filled with advice that's going to help you grow your business. And remember, if you're looking for an experienced, friendly, and results-driven team to help you, check out Risen by going to gorisen.com. That's Risen with a Z. You can also follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn by searching for the username Risen Inbound. That's one word, Risen Inbound. Remember, you can also help us reach new people by leaving a review on your podcast app of choice. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you on the next episode.